What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news notes and happenings from around the world of sports. Episode 180. And let me apologize in advance if any of you can hear a little humming in the background. I turned on the noise reduction setting on my audio equipment. I'm hoping it does the trick, but it has been humid and muggy up here in the uh, in, in the northeast where, where I reside. And uh, it, turning off the AC upstairs was just not a possibility. So I am downstairs, the downstairs part of the house, but um, hear a little hum, apologies, but just way too warm to <laughs> turn all that off. Uh, how you doing, Ben? I'm good. I'm in the basement, so I'm... Oh, nice and cool. It's not bad here. I'm next to an open window. I mean, it's perfectly fine here, but I just couldn't, I couldn't like, turn it up. Uh, I, I mean, I'm more asking, like, emotionally, how are you? Because we didn't record last week. It was just didn't work out. Um and there's, honestly, there was not a lot of content. I was trying everywhere to find something, and just wasn't anything. We didn't want to just do a show for the sake of doing a show if it couldn't be good content. Uh, but, you know, Celtics didn't go the way you wanted it to, unfortunately. And, I look, I'm disappointed, too. I'm I'm a Sox and Pats fan. I do always root for the home team. I'm not trying to jump on a bandwagon. I always like to see the Bruins and Celtics do well. But um didn't work out. Uh, the Warriors ended up being a better team. And... and- and anyone out there who's like, well, the Celtics are a better team. The Warriors just played more efficient. And I would say this. That is part of being a better team is being more efficient, being yeah. more consistent. Totally. One of the things I mentioned, uh, I think it was after game three or game four when we recorded, that the turnovers were the big deciding factor. Mm-hmm. And and that was going to dictate whether or not the, Sox, uh, the Celtics won or not. And that kind of did, you know, that kind of came to fruition because I think it was 18 or 19 uh, turnovers in the last game. It, you know, what was really kind of dictated the series was game five. Um, uh, Stephon Curry, Stephen Curry had a bad, bad game. Not even for Steph Curry, like he had a bad game and they couldn't pull off the W. And that kind of, that kind of, Looked, looked, it kind of alerted me to shit. This is not going to go well because yeah. Kyrie, uh, Kyrie uh, I'm thinking Kyrie because that's what I have on my screen here, and that's what I know it's next. Um, but when Steph has a bad game and it's the finals, you know he's not going to put two two bad games together. So what happened? He came back game six, put the nail in the coffin. Staff was staff. He was draining threes from ridiculous spots. Won the uh, uh, finals MVP for the first time. Won another championship. He's He is comfortably seated at the table. And when I say at the table, MJ, LeBron, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, that, that table. He is comfortably at that table in that conversation. One of the greatest shooters to ever exist. And the scary part is, Chris, for your, if you're a Celtics fan, if they were making better ball handling decisions, the series could have went a different way. And that's where, for me as a Celtics fan, I'm looking at the offseason, I'm like, okay, where can they improve? Sure, Jason Tatum could, could have been more consistent throughout the finals. But realistically... You know, as I, I, I looked up uh, and learned today, actually, uh, Jason Tatum played in the uh, 
one of the qualifiers, I think the um, the U.S. Cup for um, basketball last year. So basically he played last summer all the way through to this summer. Guy logged a ton of minutes on the floor um, for Team USA and the Celtics. So I might give him a little pass. It's realistically the backcourt and, and ball handling. And I look at point guard and, and, you know, I like what Marcus Smart did this year, but is there a way to bring in a guy that's more of a ball handler, shift him to the two, maybe shift him back to the six man, although he did win defensive player of the year this year. But that's kind of where the Celtics are, are going to look towards the future. And I'll, I'll tell you what, as disappointed as I am, there's a consistent message from the players to the head coach to the front office is that it's great we got there, but we a we didn't finish the job, and b we need we need to improve. We need to go. We need to be better. <clears throat> and and the ownership has has echoed that with we're going to go all in. We're we have the team. We're at the doorstep. We need to push all our chips in because I you look at the uh, the salary cap for the uh, Warriors and I think it's I think it was like 200, 300 million and they're well over. They're playing they're paying luxury tax out the you know what yeah so they're willing and conceding to to pay the money because they know on the back end they're going to get it back jersey sales playoff t- mm-hmm. playoff mm-hmm. revenue all that and they're getting the results on the court. Right. Um, so that's why I'm not devastated. However, this next season is pivotal because if they don't even go to the playoffs, like that's a bad sign. But I think this team, adding another piece, will move them in the right direction to compete with, with Golden State. Mm-hmm. And realistically – I am not saying Golden State's done because they've proven that they're 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 fully capable of winning every you, series. You're gonna max Kellerman are, in this and say Steph Curry is gonna be a bum in short order. No, 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 yeah. no. He is <laughs> he is getting close to his mid thirties. Draymond Green's getting up there. You know, I, I I'll say this. Steph Curry was phenomenal phenomenal in the playoffs. If he even takes a step back, I don't know if they're in the finals. Yeah. Because they lean very heavy. Now, if Clay Thompson gets better because he's coming back from his, his Achilles injury for from two years, maybe he gets better. And, and some of the kids that they sh- have shown flashes get better. Maybe they can compensate. But I'm optimistic about the next year. Uh, however, there is a player I don't want to see come back. Because this guy, and it's proven that he's just a cancer, and it's Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Ky- Kyrie uh, Irving again. Uh, this guy, he doesn't. I uh. sent you that text, Chris, and you're just—I don't remember your exact words, but it's just like, again. Well, he's seeking. You see, are the Nets looking to trade him, or is he requesting a trade? No, 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 no. He is. He is a free agent. Oh, okay. He wants a max. Chris, he yeah. didn't play half. He didn't play half the games last year. 
and he's a headache. Who's going to pay right. him max? So the list I gave you, our list of teams that he would like, is reportedly is on his list. Mm-hmm. I'll write it down for you out there in case you haven't heard. He would like to go either to the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers, the New York Knicks, the Miami Heat, the Dallas Mavericks, or the New York, uh, Philadelphia 76ers. All these teams. That's uh, that's what the process needs. <laughs> all these teams uh, do not have the cap space to sign him. <laughs> so it would have to be a sign and uh, trade agreement with the Brooklyn Nets, which means you have to send uh, – there's a percentage you have to get close to to match the contracts. So if you're a team, okay, you're gonna kick, you're gonna take on Kyrie Irving. You have to give something up. So if you're the 76ers, you have to give something up. What are you giving up? Uh, if you're the Dallas Mavericks and you only have Luka Doncic and some of these other young players, what are you gonna give up for Kyrie? Same with the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Heat. What are you giving up? So, and if I'm any of those teams, I'm like, why would I want Kyrie? He blew his way out of of Cleveland. He wore out his welcome in, in Boston and just real quick too for a guy his talent level in a town that loves to win. He was jettisoned out real quick. I remember when they they got him and then uh, the other kid they signed from Utah who broke his leg that game. Gordon one. Hayward. Gordon yep. Hayward. Everybody was like Celtics champions this year. They're gonna do it. Oh, they're they gonna go on a run. And Hayward, unfortunately, for the kid broke his leg, and then Kyrie went full Kyrie, and right. it went downhill real quick and got really ugly. This guy then, is a, a menace to a locker room. And and then he goes to Brooklyn with, with Kevin Durant. And you got to remember, Kevin Durant's in this conversation because they came together to win something in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant left. We talked about this. He left the Golden State Warriors to go to Brooklyn with Kyrie to win a championship. It seems to have not come to fruition. So Kevin Not, not exactly the Bron going to the heat level of results there. Correct. And they even, you know, worked out a trade to get James Harden. That didn't work. They worked out a trade to get Ben uh, Ben Simmons, which I thought on paper made a ton of sense. But Ben Simmons doesn't help if he doesn't play. If I'm wrong, Chris, he didn't play. He has not played a minute for the Brooklyn Nets. Well, that's pretty accurate. If you can't be on the court, you can't score points. That's hashtag analysis. Right. So, uh Realistically, how I see this going down, Kyrie Irving's going to end up on probably either the Lakers or the Miami Heat. Back with That's, LeBron. Back with <laughs> LeBron. Oh, they deserve each other. The, the irony, Chris, is that the Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook. It hasn't really worked out for Russ. Uh, he has an opt-out or opt-in clause, so he can either stay or go on his choice. Uh, he didn't have a great season, so I don't know if I would opt out for, if I were Wait, him. They have LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, and they didn't even make the playoffs? And they have Carmelo Anthony aging, if you will. Uh, oh, Carmelo's in L.A. too? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he's he's on that Jesus. team. He's aging, but he's still on the team. Wow. Uh, okay. And I'm thinking, I'm forgetting, like, one other player. But, yeah, uh, Anthony Davis had a, a lot of injuries this past, off, uh, past year. They tried to trip and, over his eyebrows. <laughs> and, and LeBron can't ca- – Anyone out there, this is not disrespecting LeBron James. LeBron can no longer carry a team to the playoffs. 
Yeah, we know he can. We know he's done it in the past. I mean, nobody's denying right. it now. We've seen him. He carried the Cavs to that championship, but I mean, he's multiple times. Yeah, age is good. I mean, it just it, it happens. I mean, age always wins. I I know Tom. I understand Tom is out there. He's still doing what he's doing. But but if Tom Brady yeah. was a running back, oh, he'd be he would be playing twenty something years. I mean, he's he's not running up and down the field like these guys run up and down the court and do all that wear and tear on their knees. So I think it's a different animal. And, and if Tom stayed in uh, New England and he didn't get the weapons that he needs. He probably would have retired. Yeah. But he's, he's got the weapons, so he can help. It's just like LeBron. With a fully healthy Anthony Davis, he's definitely in the playoffs. I, I got a great Tom Wait. Brady story later. Just just little precursor. To, sure. Yeah. Sure. Just later sure. on, we're doing our quarterback talk. But go ahead. Sorry. Um, but I can see I can see Kyrie in a sign-and-trade with Russell Westbrook flipping uh, West Coast to East Coast. Uh, uh, East Coast to West Coast. Um. I can also see him going to Miami. Uh, how they worked out that deal, I don't know, but somehow I think they fit the puzzle, puzzle pieces together. Kyrie Irving. I the Kyrie Irving, the player on the court, there is very few with his skill. Very few. Oh, no one. We he, never denied his skill, ever. No. And, and, and he steps on the court, and if he's on the court for 70, 75 games, and he's locked in for the playoffs – I'll put my money on the team. The problem is you can't do that. Vaccine aside, you just can't do that. Even even that first year with the Celtics, where Gordon Hayward, like you mentioned, broke his ankle, they were trending. They were going. They were the first number one seed going to the playoffs, and that was majority of Kyrie Irving leading the young kids, and they were trending good. And unfortunately, he got injured injured um and they were you know ousted i think in the uh eastern conference final or uh semifinal by lebron james and 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 that's kind of the end of the story there because then the next season he was a a big d-bag and then the next following season he was gone so basically kyrie irving is a headache whatever team he get, goes to it's going to be a headache there is a possibility he stays with Brooklyn. I think he's going to leave because I don't think they're going to give him the max deal. He wants the max deal. They're not going to give it to him. No. Nobody's going to give it to him because I can't see any team in the right mind set aside the vaccine status because I, I, I'll respect his decision on that. However, yeah, sure. facts are the facts. He couldn't play half his games because of the New York decision, uh, New York uh, vaccine. Uh, requirements but just health wise the guy doesn't stay on the court and he's a defensive liability pair him lock him up sounds like a champion to me (laughs) but you pair him but but some would say steph curry is pseudo a defensive liability but they make it work problem is steph curry cares more about the team than getting clicks and and worrying about uh, where he's trending and, and Steph, Curry, Steph Curry wants to win. Steph Curry is a champion. Uh, uh, Kyrie Irving is doesn't have between the ears. I don't mean anything about intelligence. I don't know. I don't know the guy's intelligence pedigree as far as that goes. I mean, as far as like a competitor, like understanding the game and understanding how to be a team player and understanding, you know, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. Essentially, I don't mean any disrespect by this. These athletes are, are, are supremely talented athletes, but. Like you're playing a game, 
You're playing a game for a living and get paid exorbitant amounts of money for it. Like, understand that. And and understand that that is your job, not your hobby. Steph Curry gets it. That's why Steph Curry has almost has more rings than he has fingers on one hand. But yes. Okay, well, if you don't yep. count the thumb. Okay, cool. So he has more, as many fingers as <laughs> as many rings as fingers on one hand. And Kyrie Irving has a lot of what ifs. Uh, it, it, he does have one. It's not going to change. He does have one. With who? Where did you get that from? Cleveland. Oh, oh, he, oh that's right. Yeah, the, when, when LeBron carried him, he got it. Yeah, yep. okay. Maybe that's why he wants yes. to go back to L.A. Yeah. Right. He, he needed LeBron. Yeah. Let, let's put it that way. He needed LeBron. Um, and LeBron needed him like, you know, oil needs water. Right. Uh, I, I'll kind of put a bow on this, and I, I think I can kind of encapsulate everything you kind of just said. The difference between Steph and, and Kyrie. Kyrie played one game in college at Duke and was out with an injury. I know. Shocking. Shocking, yeah. Uh, drafted number one or number two, I believe it was number one to Cleveland. Um, and Steph Curry, if I remember correctly, because I looked this up a week or two ago, uh, his senior season at Davidson, he led his team to a Elite Eight appearance. Not Final Four. I'm pretty sure it was just Elite Eight appearance. Was not drafted number one. I think he was first. I think he was definitely first round. Um, and that's kind of where I see this. He, he, he worked his way up. Now his dad played professionally, but his dad wasn't very, wasn't very good. But I think you can look at both pedigrees and say, Steph Curry drove himself to get to, to the point where he is an, a four-time NBA championship champion, an MVP title. I think he's got at least one, if not two, uh, season MVPs. And just one of the faces of the NBA and mm-hmm. probably go, go down as one of the best shooters in the game. And Kyrie will go down as one of the most talented players in the NBA, one of the most skilled handlers in the NBA. And yet one of the biggest disappointments in the NBA history. That's I think that's where the story's gonna end. Yeah. For both these guys. And 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 Steph could win one or two more championships before he's done, but he will he will have the I think he has the all time three point um made. And he's just gonna keep adding to it. And he's gonna put up a number that honestly I don't know if anyone's gonna touch, to be honest. But uh, just and and if you're out there, keep an eye on Kevin Durant. Uh, there may be some moves that a certain New England sports team might make to maybe bring that gentleman to 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 New England area. Just Do saying. you think Durant is 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 mentally strong enough to play in Boston? I, I look. I mean, he's talented as all hell, but I mean, he has had a history of being way too sensitive. I think, the, team, the team's going to win. If they bring him in and they don't change too much else, the team's going to win. So I think maybe he'd be fine as long as he comes in and they win. But if they have to trade too many vital pieces to get him, unless he's a free agent. Is he a free agent? Uh, Kevin Durant? Yeah. No, he's got a four-year okay. deal. I thought so, but I it wasn't positive. It has to be a trade. So it has to be a trade. So yeah, they're going to have to probably trade something, unless it's a package of picks, which, okay, fine, whatever. 
um, you know, for a championship or two, that's worth it. Add him to the existing core of this team, great. Have to trade too much to get him and hurt the foundation of this team, which is something you do not want to do. He's going to come into a team that's he's expected to carry. I don't think he has between the ears to carry a team in Boston. So it's it, it essentially comes down to can Jason Tatum become the leader that he needs to be? And if you bring in another superstar, can Jason be the 1A and Kevin Durant be the 1B? That's kind of where we need to be at. And, and two, and I'll answer your question with this. Even up to the end of Kyrie's existence on the Celtics, a lot of the fan base wanted him back. We knew his talent. We saw it firsthand. It wasn't until, basically, it wasn't until he signed with the Brooklyn Nets that I'm like, okay, I'm done with this guy. Uh, oh, I, I don't mean the fans. I mean the media. The media is brutal in Boston. Uh, uh, the, the Celtics media it can be. There are times when the Celtics media can be, but for the majority of it, it's very soft. It's very, they're a very green team. I will oh, tell you that. Okay. There's a few here and there, uh, but when you come to Boston, you'll know where those here and there are. Some of them are kind of aging out of the, the Boston media, and a lot of the newer guys are really just trying to be a part of it. So I think there's a lot of, you know, kid gloves, soft hands, because okay. they know, because they're similar. Yeah. They're similar in that sense that they, they don't want to ruffle feathers. Uh, they want to be nice to, to players so that the players give them access. So I, I'm used to the Pats and Sox media where it's like the Pats will win the Super Bowl and then the media is like, why the Pats suck? Because they won by 10 instead of 12. Right. Like, you know, it's like, I, there's that, <laughs> that there's that, but the, you know, the green teamers, they're very pro Celtics. So you have Kevin Durant, he, Kevin Durant would come in and they would roll out the red carpet. Yeah. They would have a the, it, the spectacle onto itself would be amazing, um, and I think um, by Lally, and large, Lally when Garnett came, lot when Garnett yeah. came, where there was a lot of he doesn't want to come because of Celtics history. Talk with Bill Russell about some of the history. However, when he came. Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Garnett, when he comes, he's he beloved. Mm-hmm. He enjoys it. He speaks highly of his time in Boston. He's, you know, obviously has a memory of a you know the Celtics um, championship with Ray and Paul and Rondo and everybody. So, but there's just there's a lot of people that are around the Celtics that will welcome him in. A lot of ex players that will welcome him in welcome him in like Paul Pierce is treated as a deity when he steps onto the court. So if, if Kevin were could come here for four years, like Kevin Garnett got his number retired and he was here for three seasons, three or four seasons, maybe five, but I know one season definitely was injured pretty much the entire season. So if, if in that shorter period of time, Kevin Garnett can get his number retired, like, what can Kevin Durant do in four seasons if he was there? And, and even if they... Oh, wow. What? You was here a lot longer than that. Uh, what, seven? Two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Uh, full, five full, and then 
Oh, no, no, six. Yeah. Six, and one of them was injured. But even then, I could see four seasons where he, he gets his number. If he, let's say he won two championships, you could dial that in for, for, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Putting his number up. They put, they'll put almost anyone's number up if they, if they feel like it. But, that's kind of where we're at the, uh, with some pieces of the landscape in the NBA. Obviously, I haven't touched on everything, but there's a lot of, you know, the next, I'd say the next two weeks is there the, the free agent periods coming up for uh, NBA. There's some, there's some moves that are potentially happening. So there's might be some uh, conversation to be had in the near future on, on the comings and goings of the NBA free agency. Will be interesting. And, you know, it's, be exciting to see Durant here. If you think he can handle it, then you know that was my only concern. God knows it's not talent. So uh, I think he come in here and the green teamers, the green media, they they just absolutely slobber. <laughs> For those out there who don't know the term, not just green because it's the Celtics. Green meaning like new or <laughs> newer. All right, on to the NFL because that's what we do. Uh, we haven't talked about this in a while because a lot of it was rumor and conjecture and just not a real pleasant topic. Uh, but, you know, new stuff has come out, and we talked about it when all the accusations first came out, and then once he was traded to the Browns, uh, Deshaun Watson. He will begin his uh, disciplinary uh, hearing with the league, I guess. Uh, yeah, the league, uh, on Tuesday uh, to see if he – violated the NFL's personal conduct policy when he was accused of sexual assault by 24 different massage therapists. Um, I'm going to say right now, I know we disagreed on the Calvin Ridley suspension, but if Deshaun Watson gets less than the entire season, this league is a joke and he should be ashamed of himself. Um, I mean, he's been uh, not... Uh, two different grand juries in Texas have declined to indict him on actual criminal complaints by 10 of the women. So apparently there wasn't enough there for that twice. Um, so now these are, these are civil cases and he has settled with 20 of the 24 out of court. What happens to the other, with the other four? I do not know. Uh, but now the league is going to independently investigate whether or not he violated conduct policy. I mean, is there any way this guy does not see a lengthy suspension. There's just no way. And before you answer it, everybody just, I want everybody to be, you know, just remind everyone. Last year, he was not suspended. He did not play last year because the Texans said they would not play him until they knew more one way or the other. So he was not only not suspended, but he didn't lose a dime. He got paid last year because he wasn't suspended. They couldn't withhold pay. He wasn't actually found guilty of anything. So they had no grounds without a league investigation, which is going to be, which has been ongoing, to not pay him. So he sat at home making millions of dollars with all these allegations hanging over his head, uh, and now he might be suspended for a length of time. There's people out there even saying like he never steps on the field again. Like, I, a lot of this has been so tight-lipped because it's been the criminal aspect of it has not been recognized. Like I said, he's been. Two grand juries have declined to indict him. In civil cases, oftentimes a lot of details doesn't come, don't come out about that, whether it be settlement amounts or things of that nature. So we really don't know a whole lot about it. But I bet you the league is privy to a whole hell of a lot more information 
So if they see a lot of these accusations and they say, holy cow, this is obviously credible, credible complaints, credible charges. And this guy is going to be the biggest fully guaranteed contract in the history of our league. The Browns paid a king's ransom to get him from Houston. Absolutely just defaced their franchise quarterback, who they waited generations to get, and Baker Mayfield. Love Baker, hate Baker. I always thought he was a little overrated, but I never disliked him as a person or anything. Uh, he got crapped on in this situation on more than one occasion by the Browns, no pun intended. And they may have nothing to show for it. So they may trade it all that away to get to Sean Watson. And whether they would get back those picks back if Watson can't play or not, who knows? Still wouldn't get Baker wanting to play for him. So now you may not have Deshaun. And you have, even if Baker steps on the field and plays, a very unmotivated Baker Mayfield. This is like the most Browns thing you could possibly imagine. Like, how would you completely screw yourself after you, you you just became competitive again two years ago, they were a correct roughing or a correct uh, unnecessary roughness call against that Sorensen guy from 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 Kansas City on Baker Mayfield away. If they actually the refs actually you know opened their eyes and called that from going to the Super Bowl, and now they have that same quarterback not even wanting to step on the field for them. Because he feels so disrespected, and rightfully so. And the guy they traded for has 24 civil suits and sexual assault allegations against him. How do you screw this up, Cleveland? It would serve them right, and Deshaun Watson right, if he got a lifetime ban. Just my thought. So I, I look at this kind of kind of differently. Um, I I do agree there is a ban coming, a suspension, if you will. Um, his contract kind of dictated that uh, because they I think it was like a dollar or something, very low amount for his first year, or it was a million. I don't know. I know exactly how much it was, but it was That's a fine. low amount for his first year, and then after that. It increases precipitously. I look at that, and, and and that's one telling sign that, okay, they're pretty much penciling in his first season not being on the field. Uh, them signing Jacoby Brissett uh, really tells me that they have somebody in case, you know, to kind of carry the team enough. Because, let's be honest, Baker's not staying. They knew Baker was going to explode the second that the trade was – even the conversation of a trade being made, he was going to blow up because we've we've seen Baker on the field, off the field. There are some uh, – there's some wiring issues up there. So, uh, and rightfully so, he, he performed, as you just pointed out. He was close to win, going to the Super Bowl. Um I just – I can't see a full lifetime ban happening. Um, is it possible? Yeah, but I think the NFL is going to look at this and say, okay, they settled out of court, so clearly 
something went on, not to the degree of criminal charges. He has a civil suits. If those civil suits go through, because you know the the bar uh, is lower for civil suits than it is for criminal um, criminal uh, allegations. So, if some of those actually go through and he has to pay those out in that fashion, I think that could increase a one-year suspension to a two-year suspension. Um, but I think a lifetime ban would have needed to carry a criminal charge. But, however, I think this is a calculated risk by the Cleveland Browns. I think they thought they were going to not have him for a season. But the next season they were going to have him. Everyone, And it was going to be primed, ready to go. The offense was going to be installed. He was going to be well-versed in it. Obviously, he was going to get suspended, but he was going to be well-versed on the playbook, watch video, watch film of all the plays that went on for the 2022 season, and then they would hit the round running for the 2023 season. That's my belief. And to see what happened to Trevor Bauer, who basically lost the rest of his season last year, uh, and then got suspended. I, what he got? Did he get another season, or was it longer? No, it was, um, it was the rest of the season also. And and Trevor not only has not paid anybody out, as far as I remember, uh, fought the criminal actions, fought the civil uh, civil suits, uh, got the um, what was it? The uh, temporary restraining order uh, absolved. Uh, and has been speaking out publicly. And I think that speaks to how public he made it is why he got the suspensions. And also some of the things, some of the details that came out that, you know, his sex life is not as clean as, you know, one would hope, but I think of it this way is like, it's also his private life. Like nothing went wrong. It seems like. So his pub, his private life probably shouldn't have been out for the public to see. Yeah. I, I could care less what people do behind closed doors. As long as everything's consensual, then I have that's, that's, and that's their business. Like, and that's, that seems what the situation was in this scenario. I will allow some latitude for a woman to make a decision you know, in the moment, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, I, I will give that latitude. But it seems like these two situations are not parallel because no, Deshaun has seemed to be having a problem continuously. Um, and as you pointed out, he cut one year suspension, but he got paid for it. Trevor Bowers got basically a year and a half, and he's not getting paid for it. So I think Deshaun gets a one-year. I can see two years. But I think he's going to get one-year suspension. And then 2023, he'll step onto the field. Unless something happens in those civil suits that absolutely destroys him, that's what I see happening. Yeah, I think Bauer's a little different because Bauer – look, and obviously if something comes out that that we don't know about at this point, then it's a whole different story. I'm talking about what we know at this point. Bauer was – 
the woman was complaining he was too rough with her, but then there's all sorts of text messages of her saying how bad she wants it rough. Right. So it's like, uh, did it get out of hand? I don't know. I'm not behind their closed doors. It seemed to me like that's a case of he said, she said, you, you, do, not, you do not have multiple women coming forward. Like Trevor, if Trevor Bauer had like 30 accusers at this point, or even, even two or three. I shouldn't say it has to be 30. That's a ridiculous number. 24 is ridiculous too, Deshaun. But, like, if there's even one accuser, obviously, it's, it's a major, it, it's a problem. You have to look into it. Uh, but it looks like there hasn't been any additional accusers, and it, it seems like there's evidence that this is exactly what they both wanted. It may be a guy in a hand at worst. With Deshaun, it's like, man, this is a pattern here. It's 24, you know. 24 different women coming forward saying there's an issue and, you know, sexual assault allegations. That's a very serious, very serious thing. And clearly where there's smoke, there's fire because he, I know he's a rich man, but he, he's not paying these women 10, 15, 20 bucks to go away. Like these are going to be big settlements and he just made 20 of them. (laughs) So, uh, that's not nothing. So I don't know about you, but if I was accused by 24 people of something I didn't do, I'm not just settling with 20 of them for the hell of it. I'm going to ride this out and say, look, I might go broke, but my name's going to be cleared. And that's the, that's the route Trevor Bauer's taking. Yeah. And I, I, I guess Deshaun has taken the route of, I want to get this over with and done as quickly as possible so I can move on with my life. That seems to be the route. Which oh, one, which yeah. one makes more sense? Who knows? But right now, there's pretty much resolution on Trevor Bauer uh, with the unfortunate that he got suspended for a whole year. And Deshaun, we're going into year uh, almost going past year two years right now, I think. So, you know, this hits, a little, this hits a little different as a Patriots fan, too, because you and I both have seen our team get suspended, players suspended, and get fined up the ass for things that are embarrassing to the league. And, I mean, Tom Brady got dragged through court for a year and, and, and suspended four games for something, a fourth-grade science project, or anyone who's ever had their tires deflate in the cold could have disproven. It's it's come out since then that ESPN even apologized for blowing out of proportion that it was nonsense. And everybody was all over him for that. I don't understand what the outrage is with Deshaun Watson. Like, where, where is, where is the anger with this? Like, how are people just okay with this dude? Like, if it, look, if there's 24 accusations, that's bad enough. But like I said, if he didn't try to settle any of them, and he was sitting there steadfastly denying everything, and I will clear my name, and it will play out in court, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt until otherwise proven. I'd give everyone the benefit of the doubt until otherwise proven, even the accusers, just because hey, we'll we'll make a decision when the facts present themselves. We've gotten no details, which is fine, because I'm sure those details could be embarrassing for the women involved, and it's not right to put them through the ringer and embarrass them for the sake of put them on display for the public. That's not fair. But, like, clearly this dude paid 20 of them off. Like, something happened. And the league just suspended Calvin Ridley an entire year for a $1,500 bet. And the argument's going to be, well, integrity of the game. Well, how does one of the faces of the league, the guy with the biggest guaranteed contract in NFL history, having 24 sexual assault allegations, to which he has already made settlements with 20 of them, how is that not detrimental to league integrity? It has to be a year, at least a year. I, I Full disclosure, do not think it'll be a lifetime ban. Absolutely not. I, think, I, I don't think it would serve him right if all this is true. But I don't think it will be. 
it has to be at least a year. If it's anything under a year, it's a joke. The only way I can see why there's not the fury behind this as other things. Because even there's more, there was more, you know, you know, acclaim or, or attention to Calvin Ridley than Deshaun at this point. Yeah. Um, is it affected the product on the field for other teams? So other fan bases are now being affected. And that's why there's probably, this is my guess is that other fan bases are being affected. So when you think of deflate gate, other teams are being affected. Potential playoff victories, Super Bowl appearances are being affected by the supposed alteration of footballs. Calvin Ridley's ability to potentially affect the outcomes of a game because he has intimate knowledge, because he has, you know, he's in the locker room. I'm not saying it's 100% correct. I am just saying you're affecting the product on the field. However, uh, however, Deshaun, albeit for the tech, for, I'm sure if we were in Houston, Chris, we would probably hear a lot more about this. Because um, he offend, uh, affected the product on the field. But for his opponents, it was for the better because he wasn't on the field. However, the Texans it wasn't for the betterment. So I'm only guessing that if we were in Houston, Davis Mills, baby, don't sleep on Davis Davis Mills. No, no. Uh, But I think, I think that's the reason is if we were in Houston, we'd probably hear a lot more about, and there'd probably be, you know, back and forth, you know, one side is heavy for Deshaun. The other side is heavy for um, the rights of these women and, and, and their moment in court, should be heard as sad as that is um it's probably the reality in houston right now where the rest of the nation it's uh, we're just gonna watch what happens and and see what happens and we'll react well it's a shame it's a shame and shame on all these people who call themselves uh, journalists who sit there and absolutely shred everybody who doesn't do anything barring off the field you don't live up to your contract. You play poorly. All these New England sports writers who were on Belichick's coattails and made their career out following things he did will sit there and crucify him on a weekly basis because he had a couple of bad draft picks. But Deshaun, crickets, quiet. Nobody seems to care. Nobody seems to say anything. It's just, it's not brought to the attention. A, a deflated football for half of a game that Colts got blown out anyways. That, by the way, the league controls the footballs from the start of the game on. Nobody wants to hear this. I feel like I'm having a political discussion because nobody wants to look at actual facts. That's... Suspend Brady. He's a piece of shit. Sean Watson allegedly sexually assaults 24 women. Harms 24 human beings. You know me, dude. I'm no snowflake. I'm no oversensitive crybaby who, t- but if I'm a parent, I'm not embarrassed about my kid watching Tom Brady play baseball, football, maybe baseball, maybe probably not great football. 
I'm not embarrassed by him watching somebody who just hasn't lived up to their contract. I'm not embarrassed by him watching Calvin Ridley because Calvin Ridley didn't hurt anybody. I'm embarrassed for not only Cleveland, but the poor Browns fans who have to sit there and watch this guy and they, they love their team. But now they got this guy hanging over their head. When they had Baker in the Super Bowl within their grasp two years ago. It's just a really weird scenario. And people who beat reporters and the national reporters for the NFL, shame on you. You got to be better. Start holding this guy's feet to the fire. This is nonsense. And Chris, I'm just going to end off um, with this. Um, there's two players, if we're thinking before, for Deshaun Watson, because this is this is a pattern with the NFL. Um, there's two players that I can think of that if there wasn't a preponderance of evidence against them, they would have continued. Preponderance? Look at you! I know, right? I'm throwing those big words out. The word of the but, day calendar, there, buddy. Uh, I watch too many, too much uh, ball shows. Don't apologize for that. <laughs> uh, but there's t- there's two like. As soon as I say these names, Chris, you'll be like, yep, that's exactly right. If there wasn't a video for Ray Rice, he's still, still he be playing. Still be celebrated. Right. Still be playing. Right. Yep. Number two, if there wasn't many, many people coming forward after years of this happening, Josh Brown would have still been kicking in the NFL. Yep. But his wife, who he abused, emotionally and physically nothing happened until enough people came forward yep. and, and and she was claiming making claims for years and nothing happened yep. and then finally something happened Ray Rice cuz they you know they tried to cover that up they tried to cover it up and unfortunately there was a video and it came out and, and, and what the out. league do? They just put it under the rug. And... They put it under the rug until until, yeah, until they, they couldn't. And when they couldn't, it's like, okay, you're done. You're done. So they'll do something when they're forced to do something. And but when it involves on the field where they can control it, they're just gonna lay the hammer as much as they can. So that's that's how I see it and it's sad. It's it really is. Yeah. But they want they want to control the on the field and they want the off the field to be away. They don't want to deal with off the field stuff. They just want to deal hey between the lines if you cause a crime in our eyes, yeah. we're going to hammer you. But if it's outside of the the atmosphere of of the NFL field, as long as we don't see it, hey, not our problem. But once we see it, and even when they see it, it's like, oh, well, w- let's try to help you because you know you're one of our, one of our players, one of our p- franchise players. We want to make sure you stay on the field. And until they're pushed into a corner, they won't do anything. And and I think they're getting to the point where they're getting pushed into a corner for Deshaun Watson and. He may see a one-year suspension at at minimum, but it might push into another season. We'll see. 
Yeah, and just you know to clarify, we 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 stay consistent on this show. We try to do as much as possible, uh, and I am not for crucifying anybody based on just an allegation. I think you have to look at it from both sides of both the accuser and the person being accused, make an intelligent decision. We said that when Jerry Judy uh, was accused, when he had that that weird charge of it was like a domestic violence enhancer, which by the way was put in place, like you said. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times these these situations are not taken as seriously, and then a woman is further harmed. Not only did Jerry Judy not show any aggression, the woman involved, his girlfriend, fiance, whatever it was, said he was not attempting to hurt her. They were having an argument. The cop showed up, said there was no aggression, and he was cleared of all charges. It was dropped. So it is clear he wasn't doing anything wrong. And I was, you and I both were like, hey, let's get all the facts. We got all the facts, and it's like this guy clearly did not do anything. Uh, somebody goes an argument between him and his significant other, and it got a little out of hand, a little loud, and things. Pe- police were just called to make sure nothing got out of hand, and it didn't. Um, this isn't the case with Deshaun, and we know enough to be able to say something went on, and the league needs to do something about this. So, on to some more enjoyable, more enjoyable topics here, or it might not be enjoyable, but less certainly less uh, heavy. My dog is, like, staring at me from across the room, like, from the dark, and it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, she's adorable, but it looks like a little demon over there with her eyes glowing. Um, all right, so we have a, a couple lists here. Uh, these were from ESPN, uh, excuse me, NFL.com. And uh, the first one is the uh, eight le- uh, eight divisions in the, in the league ranked according to quarterback so uh, instead of going eight to one, I think we should go one to eight. I think that'd be more fun. And what we're going to do is we're going to let Ben see if he can figure this out. I think one and eight is actually relatively easy. So which division in the NFL do you think is ranked number one according to quarterback talent? I mean, it's got to be the uh, AFC West. AFC West number one: Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and I 100% agree, yeah. <laughs> without a doubt. Number two, and I promise, Ben has not seen this list. We have not shared this stuff. Both the lists I'm going to run down today are he's not seen them, so this is going to test I'm, his knowledge here. I'm going to go AFC North. You are correct, sir. Two for two, Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow, uh, and it says here for Cleveland, uh, Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and Pittsburgh, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett. Let's be honest, that's because of Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. Correct. And and, and you could elevate it to number one if you had 100%. Actually, I don't, I don't, honestly. Deshaun, no. you still, yeah, still have Pittsburgh. Herbert, Oops. Mahomes, Wilson, and Carr. No, I yeah. can't. I mean, when Derek Carr is bringing up the rear in that division, I mean, yeah. he's not bad. Let's, let's, Give him his due. Number three. Who is number three, the third best division in the NFL, according to quarterback ranking? I want to. I want to say. I'm going to go with it. Because I'm kind of like a toss up right now. Okay. But I'm going to say the AFC East. No. I'll try again. 
Uh, my other choice was going to go the AFC South. No. Oh. Oh, the NFC is actually showing up to the it party. Is the NFC, it is an NFC division. I'm not going to tell you yes, like who, where the other teams are because then it would, yeah, kind of no, give the rest of it away. It's fine. Um, shoot, probably the uh, NFC North then, right? No. No. I, I didn't. I, I didn't very much agree with this one, honestly, because. But I will explain why in a second. Uh, I mean, it can't. I, I guess the uh, NFC. South? Nope. The NFC West. Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford. Interestingly enough, for the Niners, they don't have Trey Lance slash Jimmy Garoppolo. They just have Trey Lance, no mention of Jimmy G. And the Seahawks is Drew Locke or Geno Smith. I mean, I don't quite get this one. You have a guy who's never completed a full season at a high level in Kyler Murray. Matthew Stafford was great last year, but he had, you know, I mean... Okay, just one one player though. Trey Lance is unproven as all hell. Although, look, looks incredibly talented, but we'll see. And then Drew Locke and Geno Smith are like just stop gaps until Seattle gets the first pick next year. Like, I mean, come on. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. How, I, I don't. I don't get that one. That's that's a puzzling one. All right, number four. Number four. Um... I'm, I'm going to think – I'm going to stay in the NFC, and it's going to be the NFC North. It is the NFC North. Okay. Justin Fields, Jared Goff, Aaron, and Kirk Cousins. Uh, I guess. I mean, Goff is – Goff. Fields is unproven. Cousins can't win when it matters. And Rodgers is, you know, great, but one player. Yeah. Number five. So I think I think I'm going to go the uh, AFC. Um, shoot. The AFC East. It is the AFC East. All right, All right. Josh Allen clearly. Yeah. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson. I honestly think that should be a little bit higher to tell you the truth yeah, overall. I, it's that's why I went. With them third. I, um, Allen I mean, is I already an elite-level quarterback. Right. Uh, Jones and Wilson still have more to prove, but, I mean, yeah. there's no reason to think they won't. And to uh, actually now mention it, I can kind of see why it's number five. Because, yeah, that's that's fair. Six. Six. I, I'm going to finish off the AFC here, the AFC South. Yes, sir. We have the aforementioned Davis Mills, Matt Ryan with the Colts. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence with the Jaguars and Ryan Tannehill with the Titans. Right. Number seven, who is the second worst <laughs> division in the NFL according to That's... according to quarterback ranking? And wow. All right. Um boy. It is, it is, because I'm going back and forth. And oh, it's a battle like, of futility, without a doubt. It is, because yeah, one division does have Tom Brady. And the other division does have Dak Prescott. And, and then though, both divisions have... Absolutely nothing after that. I'm going to lean towards number seven being the NFC South. You are correct. NFC South. 
Falcons have Marcus Mariota slash Desmond Ritter. Panthers have Sam Darnold slash Matt Corral. Both of those obviously will be quarterback battles. We'll see. The Saints with Jameis Winston. And, of course, the great Tom Brady with the Buccaneers. Which brings us to number eight, the NFC least. Yep. Uh, Dak. Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones is, I think, an unequivocal bust. Yep. Jalen Hurts, I think. I think I would have put the NFC East, honestly, at number seven because I think Jalen Hurts is underrated, and I think he has a lot of weapons this year, and that Eagles team is going to be really good. But, again, we'll see. And Carson Wentz is a walking dumpster fire. So, yeah. anything with Wentz in it had to be number eight. <laughs> Even if Wentz, if Wentz got traded to the AFC West, they'd be number eight just because he's that bad. He's like a black yeah. hole of talent and futility. So... Well, don't worry. This will probably be his last opportunity before he becomes. No, he'll a... be he'll be running a fan to fan run football league with Johnny Manziel next year. Oh, there you go. That, that's opportunity for him. All right, so that's one list. Now, another one, and I I don't I don't agree with some of these, but we're gonna run them off anyways. The five most dangerous quarterbacks, according to let me get the name here. Uh, NFL.com. I want to make sure I get proper. Uh, let's see. Five scariest quarterbacks. Excuse me. Okay. Entering. This is by Bucky Brooks. Your boy, Bucky Brooks. I like Bucky. I do too. I disagree with some of the picks here, but I like Bucky. Okay. Um, so, number five. What do you got? In the entire league, the fifth scariest quarterback, allegedly, going into this season. Aaron Rodgers. It's not Aaron Rodgers. Number five is Justin Herbert. See, I thought Justin would be higher on his list. I thought he would be too. This kid is just dynamic. And now he's going to have a defense that can shut just about anything down. That offense is only going to get better, and he's only going to get better. And I, I... He'd be way higher on my list. He'd okay. be, honestly, he'd be top three on my list, truthfully. Because I went through the list, my list, I, I rattled off pretty quickly, actually, um, in my head. And I, I feel like all the names are going to be there. It's just a matter of what order he's putting them in. And I thought I thought Justin would have been higher, but hey, uh, oh, he's, top, yeah. he's top five, though. So, I mean, at least he's top five. Number four. Um, I'm gonna say uh, uh, I'm gonna say Joe, Joe Burrow, not Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson. See, I thought Lamar would have been. I look, Lamar is a video game. He is incredibly talented. He's fun to watch. Seems like a great kid. Like no, like no disrespect to Lamar, but I don't consider him scary because he doesn't have any weapons on offense well, to throw to at least. I mean, you can throw to Mark Andrews 200 times a year and, you know, great. But when it's going to be a lot of the running game since Hollywood Brown left, I mean, unless, you know, some of those, you know, Rashad Bateman really pans out to be a number one, which who knows? I mean, he looks really good. Could be. <sighs> I don't know about scary. I don't know if he's top five scary. So I just, I just see it as when you step on the field, that quarterback you stare at, how scary scary like what he can do because that goes along with all the pieces around him too i get it i get it but like 
I look at him, I was going to put him number two, to be honest, which you're like, I'm thinking Bucky Brooks has got to put him top two, but I guess not. I don't number, number four. I, I, love, you know, I love Lamar. I, that's no knock on Lamar. I'm just saying, like, I, I look at the weapons around him, too, and especially with a couple people further down the list, the weapons are not there to justify their spot on the list, in my sure. opinion. Number three. I think I think I know he has number one. So I think he's got to have Rogers on this list. Is Rogers number three? Rogers is number three. Okay. Don't get it. Um, scary. Okay. Cool. If it's a regular season, if it's a playoff, he's essentially a neutered puppy dog. <laughs> um. Yeah, one of the great regular season quarterbacks in NFL history, and then the playoffs start, and he was as tough as Jello. So. I don't know. And now he has the most talented receiver in the league playing across the country. And his his number one is Alan Lazard, who has 519 yards a season as a high. Uh, Sammy Watkins, who is like a great value of Mari Cooper. (laughs) Randall Cobb, who's about as old as time in NFL standards. Right. Amari Rogers, and then rookies Christian Watson and Romeo Dubes or Daubes, however you say it. And then uh, Robert Tanya, tight end, which... They didn't even put him on the list. Oh, no? Because he's... I don't even oh, know. He's okay, but he's not like... But, first. I mean, like, d- these guys were all able to do things. I mean, MVS left. He's in, he's in Kansas City. Yeah. These guys were all able to do things because Adams took away, you know, a lot of the heat from him, and the Packers may be okay because they have a very solid running. Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon are one of the best running back tandems in the league, I think, personally. They may still be okay. But as far as Rodgers himself being scary, I mean, I think you're going to see after a few games of him not having Devontae Adams that eh, this is starting to catch up with him a little bit. But we'll see. That's I, I don't I don't get him at three, but especially with some of the names that are not on this list because now there's two names left, and – there's big names you haven't mentioned, and there's already two big ones you have mentioned, and there's not room for all of them. So, something's got to give. Yeah. Who's number two? I think I think. Um, God, I'm fighting, but I think it's gonna be Josh Allen number two. Josh Allen is number two, and quite frankly, I'd put him at number one because he can do it all. Him and Diggs have a connection. The guy could. The guy could throw to. I used to say he couldn't hit waterfalling out of a boat. After a year or two, because accuracy was garbage, he put so much time and effort and work into it. This guy could have a brick wall run, uh, receive for a thousand yards in the league. That's how good he is. This guy can carry a team, and I don't like it because I'm a Pats fan, but I can't hate the talent. So right. And number one, I mean, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes. Number one is Patty Mahomes, and I get it. Like. I think he's going to see a drop-off because he's not going to be able to run around for 10 seconds and then just throw it up to Tyreek Hill wherever he is. He's going to have a drop-off. If you're a card collector, by the way, uh, start putting them Mahomes rookie cards out there for sale because he's just saying, like, he has a half-billion-dollar contract. We said it. At some point, it's going to start coming around. I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to be garbage. They're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be a contender. But the AFC is so strong. And without Hill, Mahomes is not going to – it's not going to be 15-2 and two in an easy walk to the first seed. There's just no way. 
no way. And so, and I think Chris, it will. This is going to really emphasize how good the player development is for the Kansas City Chiefs. Will they yeah, be able to yeah. get these young kids on these rookie contracts up to speed enough to be competent on the field to match Patrick Mahomes' on-field IQ? Because basically they have Kelsey. They have MVS, as you just pointed out. Uh, who do they still – I think they still have – I don't think they have Byron Pringle anymore. I think he's gone. Yeah, McCall Hardman. Uh, maybe McCall Hardman. And – you know, maybe he becomes Tyreek Hill, but I don't know. I, I, it, it's it's going to be tough sledding to begin the season for the Kansas City Chiefs. And and this is kind of where that whole, hey, you, at least you have the running game to lean on, you know, where the Pats had a young quarterback they could lean on the run, running game. You know, like you just pointed out, the, the, the Packers have a, a nice stable of two – top tier running backs where they can lean on that until their receivers can kind of right. get up to speed. Chiefs don't have that. No. They don't have that mentality either. That that offensive line does not have that running game mentality. And if you try to do it, it might not produce. So look, we said it when they signed the contract there'd be problems years down the road and we are criticized for it because nobody wants to hear the truth. Here's the thing. Last year, the Chiefs did not start out looking good because the league had figured them out. Right. Okay. So what they do? They made adjustments, and they started playing small ball, which opened up the field again, and they ended up getting, you know, back to the AFC Championship game. Okay. But now, the thing that allowed them to do that, a la Tyree Kill running around like a madman every play, isn't there. So now you have to figure out how to play small ball without your wild card, and look, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football, but if he's double covered every play, that is that's a that's a problem for them. They're gonna figure it out. Patrick Mahomes is legit. No one is suggesting that Patrick Mahomes is a bum because he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. He's gonna be an MVP conversation. He's gonna be great. The team's gonna win a lot of games. Who knows? Maybe he'll be able to pull it off. And he is a leader, the likes of Tom Brady, and he can just make a new guy. It's going to be tough, though. It's going to be tough. And my biggest problem with this list is Joe Burrow, with the most electric group of receivers in the entire league from top to bottom, in a good running game, in a beefed-up offensive line, in a pretty solid defense, coming into a third year, and you know the guy doesn't lack confidence. It's not on this list, but receiver list Lamar Jackson is and Aaron Rodgers, who lost the best receiver in the league, is? I mean... Not at the not at the expense of Joe Burrow. He's got to be up there too. And and I I, I want to make a I agree with you on on Joe because you know I I thought Joe was going to be on the list. Um, your point to, to point back to Patrick Mahomes. We saw what happened with Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown. Like as great of a talent as Hollywood is. And there's a lot of hype, and he's got speed. You know, he could take the top off of defense. But what – and Hollywood can say what he wants about how the offense didn't cater to his, you know, play style, i.e., I didn't get enough balls. There's enough – He dropped half of them. 
Right. I was just saying, there's enough out highlights out there where uh, Ty, uh, uh, Hollywood, Lamar hits you on the hands and, and oh no, my weakness, you hit me right <laughs> in the hands. Like, so, <laughs> um, could that could that rear its ugly head with McCall Harbin because he never. This is not his first season in the league. It's not his second season. So he hasn't really jumped off the page, really. And and for all the guff we gave Aaron Rodgers for treating MBS like a uh, red-headed stepchild, and that was done on purpose, Chris. <laughs> um, you know, he did have some drops. He did some have some issues. Yeah. So – it's great to have one of the most talented tight ends in the league, but the Baltimore Ravens have one of the best tight ends in the league, if not the best. And they still have difficulties getting the ball down the field. Yeah. And they have a legit running game when all their, when well, all the running backs are healthy. When all five They're, of those ACLs healed up, they did. <laughs> but that, that tells me like, even though, Patrick Mahomes is a much better passer than Lamar Jackson. Could we see that same kind of season where he's he's hitting his receivers, but they're just they're just dropping the passes that really are the home run hitters. Yeah. And playing and honestly, Chris, if you think about it, if they play Travis Kelsey like they typically do, where you know he's between the numbers, you know, underneath kind of stuff. If they start double covering him and bringing that safety down, that puts another person in the box, and you're already having a tough time running the ball. Now you got another guy in the box. It's going to be even tougher, and you just don't do it well enough. And to put all, to, to add to all that, you have the Las Vegas Raiders with what they have. You have the, uh, Los Angeles Chargers and what they have. The Denver Broncos aren't a slouch. This is a problem for the Chiefs. And you're going into the heart of that half mil- half billion dollar contract you just mentioned. Yep. It's only going to get worse, guys. Kansas City going to have to figure it out. Or they may need to take a couple of steps back to kind of re- regroup and, and really, really kind of figure out what their pl- future plans are going to be. So I got a little bit of a funny story before, oh, we, go before we go. So I'm at, uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a big, uh, as you know, I, we used to trade cards in school. You and I mm-hmm. big sports card collector was a huge fan for years. Love it. And then I couldn't like, they just had no value anymore. Couldn't find anyone to trade with. Stop collecting for God knows how long. It's a shame. Cause I missed like the whole, 2017 with like Mahomes and all that, which God, they're worth a fortune. Got back into it about a year and a half ago, and it's just it's insanely big. It's exploded like it's I, I never could have guessed it was it'd be as big as it is now. So they got a, a card show every month in Albany. It's it's this promotion that runs different places in New York every weekend in Albany. They go to Albany every month. I went for the first time a few months ago, and it was it was nice. It was fun. Didn't really know what to expect. So went back for a second time earlier today. And, uh, you know, really nice. Everybody there's really cool. It's like a community, and you know, everybody's got the same hobby. You know, it's it's fun. So I don't really go for the, the big 
the big ticket items. Like, I, I collect Tom Brady. I collect David Ortiz. Those are, like, my personal collection. Pretty much everybody else out, you know, besides some players I really like. Um, I'll keep a card or two that's special, but I, I'm willing to trade pretty much anybody else or, or, or sell. So I'm looking through this this guy. He was really nice, but he's he's a Cowboys fan, so, you know, strike one. Um, <laughs> I kid, I kid. And he's talking, and he's he's showing this Josh Allen, this Josh Allen card. And Josh Allen's incredible. We all know he's incredible. And he's like, "Yeah, this guy's only going to get better. This card's only going to go up. It's a really rare card. It was like a thousand dollars. I wasn't even in the market for it. I was just looking at it. It was cool. And um, so I'm looking through the pile. He has cards like five bucks each. You know, five for twenty, whatever. I'm looking through the Brady's. I, mean, I don't have this one. I don't have that one. Cool. I'm going to get this. And uh. So we're talking about the Josh Allen, and he's telling me how he got the card, and the guy who had it came over, and he wanted, like, one of his boxes of $5 cards, and they'd made a trade in the whole nine yards, and he's like, yeah, you know, Mahomes is going to start dropping, too, losing Tyreek Hill, and he's like, Brady's going to fall out. Brady's going to be garbage now. He has no one to throw to. Now that Gronk retired, I'm like, well, Gronk was really, like, the weak point of that offense. I mean, he's good for a couple touchdown catches a couple times a year, but, like, he didn't really have a fantastic season. I said... Chris Goblin and Mike Evans are two of the best receivers in the league, and he still has those guys. So unless he really falls off, he's going to be fine. And he's like, oh, I just hate that son of a bitch. I don't know. He's like, I'm a Cowboys fan, though. And he asked me who my team is, and I'm like, actually, I'm a, I'm a Pats fan, and I love Tom Brady, and I'm actually here to buy a bunch of Tom Brady cards. And he's like, oh, wow, that's weird. <laughs> and he gave me a really good deal on him. It was nothing bad happened. It was, it was funny. It's all it's all good fun. But, uh yeah, that was just it was just interesting. It, it was just funny. He's like, yeah, that guy's gonna fall off. He's gonna suck. Da, da, da. I mean, y'all been saying that for twenty two seasons now, and he's still kicking your ass. So, but got a Vlad Junior rookie card. Oh, oh, whoa! Yes, went Bearing to a guy. The lead, Chris went Bearing to a guy. Lead. Went to a guy. He was selling. He was selling. He had some hobby boxes open. For those of you that don't know the difference, uh, retail. Are the ones you can find cheaper in the stores. Hobbies are generally more expensive, but the hits are a lot bigger, and usually have a couple autographs guaranteed per box, things like that. So you had a couple of 2019 tops updates, and you're charging ten bucks a pack for them. And I'm like, it's steep for a pack of tops, but that's Tatis Jr., that's uh, Vlad Jr., that's Juan Soto. Oh, is it Soto? I don't know if it's Soto or not. Is that Soto's rookie? No, that's not Soto's rookie, but it's it's Vlad and, and Tatis Jr. So I'm like, all right. Well, it might be Soto. I don't know. But uh, so there was four packs left. And I'm like, I can't. I have to buy all four. Because I know that the one or two I don't buy is going to have the rookie, the big rookie in there. So I bought all four, popped open the first pack, second card in, Vlad Jr. rookie. There you go. I'm like, now it's in really good shape. I might just send it out and get it graded and sit on it for a while. Because right now it's only worth about 20 bucks. But that thing grades high and comes back. That could be a real valuable card down the road, especially if he keeps up his his torrid pace. But uh, that that was cool. A little bit of a different discussion. We don't normally talk about that kind of stuff on the show, but it was you know something I love to do. I'm actually thinking about getting a table uh, next month's show or the month after that because I have. You're loaded, right? I have, dude. The amount of Burrows and Herberts and and Jones and Lawrence and. I only sell. I only sell my duplicate Mac Joneses, but like I mean, just the number and then the. I mean, 
Jamar Chase and all these rookies and all these veterans and solid players and inserts. Dude, I could make a, a pretty nice afternoon there for bring my cards. And not to mention I have so many comments from all the boxes and stuff that I buy. It's yeah. like I, I hope I find someone who's like, I'll just give you 20 bucks for that box. Like, take them. 5,000 cards. They're worth a penny each. Take them. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was – that was fun. You got the Vladdy Jr. rookie. Got some nice, got a nice David Ortiz game used bat card. There you go. Uh, got some other stuff. Got some cool Brady's. Uh, bought some more of the WWE Prism cards. I am done buying those things. It's the first edition, so they're worth a fortune. But you have to hit something good to have a fortune, and I've spent way too much and not got a return on them. So I am done focusing my attention on those things. But anywho, thought we just, uh, you know. Little little insight into my afternoon there. I know you. I know you love the Vlad Junior rookie. Oh, absolutely, rookie. That's, that's so huge, that thing's man. that thing's already in a protective case in, in a safe location. So, anything else? Are you good? I'm all set. All right. On that note, we will finish up episode 180. Thank you very much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. If you have any questions for Ben or I on this episode, past episodes, or anything sports related at all, we'd love to hear from you. And where can they get in touch with us? Well, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at BCTS Pod. Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports. The website, BCTSPod.com. And Instagram, Ben underscore Chris Talk Sports. And if you have not done so yet and feel so inclined, please go to wherever you download your favorite podcast, leave a rating and a review, and subscribe. And then maybe ask a friend to do the same. We greatly appreciate it. Till next time, for Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you right back here next Sunday. Thank you.